Open up your Bibles. Yeah. Revelations chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 4. I'm reading out a New Living Translation. Beginning in verse 1. <clears throat> then I looked. I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here. And I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian. And the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their head, on their heads. Verse 10. The 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne. The one who lives forever and ever. That's Jesus. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord, our God. To receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. We're beginning a series called Heaven's Rewards. And I, all over the word, there are so many rewards. I'm overwhelmed with the knowledge of the rewards. And I am so excited that I'm going to be able to receive these rewards according to what I do here in this world. Salvation, as far as getting into heaven, being born again, being a son of God, that's the work of Jesus. By grace, you have been saved through faith. The moment you believe in Jesus Christ, you're saved. Amen? How many thank God that the salvation is something just available that you just get to receive because Jesus gives it to you by what he did at the cross of Calvary. That's why some people say, well, maybe if you do this, uh, God will, will be pleased with you. Maybe if you do that, God will accept you. No, God loves you. He's not, he didn't past tense love you. He loves you. He loves you in the past. He loves you in the future. He loves you in the present. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. And so your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. If you were to die today believing in Jesus Christ, you'll be welcome in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Let me thank God for the salvation that's been given to you freely through Jesus Christ. Amen. Give God praise for your salvation. Amen. But there are rewards for the works that you do. And we are not called just to get into heaven. We are called to help others get into heaven. You're supposed to step into your ministry, step into your calling. You have a, the Bible says, even before the foundations of the earth, God knew you and had already predestined you for good works. There are, there are jobs that you're called to do. 
service unto the king. You've been bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. Your life is not your own. Your body is not your own. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. Amen. I mean, you're loaded with anointing. You're loaded with power, ready to be released in this world. Amen. Even Jesus said, greater things you will do because I go to the Father. Amen. And, and so if your life is not doing, it's not about serving God and, and fulfilling the plan and purpose of God in your life, you are missing out on receiving the rewards of heaven. There are these great rewards. Amen. And so, you know, I, I don't want to miss out on my rewards. Amen. And so I want to talk about, there's more rewards, but we're going to start here. We're going to, there are, there are five crowns, five crowns that we receive as rewards. In other words, you have to do something to earn them. Amen. You have to be a part of something so that you could receive these rewards. One of the things that happens is we end up wasting our life because we're not heaven-minded. We end up wasting our time and our efforts and our strengths chasing after the things of this earth, but we are supposed to be pursuing heaven. And we're supposed to be working hard so that we can receive our rewards. Amen. And so these five crowns are five crowns that are available to you, and, and, and uh, you can receive them if you do what God has called you to do. Amen? And uh, let me just identify these crowns, and I'm going to teach on these crowns throughout the week. Uh, there is the incorruptible crown. There's the crown of life. There's a crown of glory. There's a crown of rejoicing. And the fifth one is the crown of righteousness. And today I'm going to be talking about the crown of, right of righteousness. Amen? The crown of righteousness. Now understand this, not everyone receives a crown. Not everyone receives a crown. There are a lot of people that, that they got saved, their name's written in heaven, they, 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 they are welcome in the presence of the Lord, but they don't receive a reward because they never fulfilled the qualifications for the rewards of heaven. Amen? And I, I, I want to, let me just say this now before I go any deeper. As I've been studying these rewards of heaven, I recognize that that's the reason why God has put me in position I am right now. It is my responsibility as a pastor of Faith Pleases God Church to prepare you, to encourage you, to help you, so that when you enter into heaven, you receive all five crowns. I want you to be fully rewarded for a life well lived unto God. Hallelujah. I mean, thank God for, now understand this. When the elders came and fell down before the feet of Jesus and declared that he is worthy, they took their crowns, not one crown, all five crowns. They took their crowns and they gave it back to God. The glory of their life was given back to their Lord and Savior. And that glory that was put upon them, they gave it all back to him. So that when you, that is also the way we are going to approach our Savior as well. 
we'll be able to receive the crowns that he has given us because of rewards of what we've done here in this earth. And we'll be able to fall at his feet and declare that you are worthy and give him back all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. I want that reward to be able to worship Jesus with the glory of my life that was lived for him. And so I've just made a declaration. All pastors, you guys need to know this. This is where we're headed. This is what it's all about. It's not just about getting people saved, but we have to get them discipled. And it's not just about them getting discipled. they got to get into their calling and their purpose for God. Amen. And they have to rise up and become great in this world under the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that when they get to heaven, they'll be welcomed into heaven. Well done, good and faithful. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And that they will have an offering to give to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you all want all five crowns? I want all five crowns. Amen. And so we need to know what the crowns and we need to know what are the qualifications so that our life can pursue these rewards. Because if we're pursuing the rewards, we're fulfilling everything that God has called us to do. Amen. We become everything that God has wanted us to be here in this world. And that when we enter into, into heaven, we get to rest. Amen. And give God the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. And so go to 2 Timothy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 6. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Amen. What is the crown of righteousness? The crown of righteousness is, uh, is the winner's crown. It's the winner's crown. The crown of righteousness is also known as the overcomer's crown or the victor's crown. Amen. The crown of righteousness is given to those who finish the race, who finish their race, which is your purpose and your ministry, strong. Listen to me. The crown of righteousness is for those who finish their race, purpose, and ministry strong. There are a lot of people that begin serving God. They feel they're called by God. And they step out, and they're doing the work of the Lord, but something along the way stutters, causes them to slip and fail. Instead of ending their ministry and their life strong in the Lord, they end up ending with a disgrace. But that is not who we are called to be. And that is not what God is raising you up to, to live for him, the life that God's raising, giving you to live for him. You're going to begin the race and you're going to finish the race strong. Amen. And so the, the apostle Paul was declaring my life is over. It's nearing its end. I poured out my life like an offering. I've given everything to God. I've, 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 I've put myself in every kind of, of, of 
trouble and tribulation to get that word that he's given me to the world. I've, I've preached the gospel. I've written his word. I, I've, I've ministered to those that are hurting. I, I've, I've brought people into salvation. And I've done this all serving and loving God. And now my, my life as an offering has been fully spent and fully given here in this world. Now it's my time. I'm getting ready to enter into glory and I'm, I'm finishing this race here in this world. But I'm stepping on into glory and I can't wait to get there because I know I'm going to receive a crown of righteousness. My reward is waiting for me. Hallelujah. And then he gives, a, he gives an understanding about the crown of righteousness. He says, it's not just for me. It's for everybody who is eagerly awaiting the Lord's return. There's a lot of people that they forget that Jesus is coming, about, coming back. There are a lot of people that are not heaven-minded, so they're making decisions on this earth that are impacting their future without counseling, having any counsel from the Holy Spirit, whether it is God's will or God's purpose for their life to do that. All I know is that when I've been bought with the price of the, of the blood of Jesus, I fully belong to him. And even when I try to do things for me, I know I'm doing it wrong. But when I know that God wants me to do it, there's this complete peace and complete joy in saying and doing and being a part of something that God has, has called me to do. But when I try to do something for me and I push away the things that God's called me to do, I know I'm out of order. I don't feel right. It's not, there's something wrong. And we can't, we can't live that life where we're one foot living for God and one foot living for ourselves, we have to be fully surrendered to God. And those things that li of, of you living for yourself, those things have to die. You've been bought. You've been purchased. You have to be a slave unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. You, 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 get to, you get to serve the king. You get to serve the Lord. You get to, to honor him with your, your life. Amen. Amen. And we have to remind ourselves that, that heaven, heaven's real. And that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is coming back again for his church. The Bible says in a twinkle of the eye, we'll be caught up. The word of God says to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. We should always have a fear and work out our own salvation in that fear so that we don't Allow the things of this world to corrupt, to corrupt not our, ourselves, but to corrupt the ministry that God has given us. You know, you, you take a person that's, that, is, that, that slips and stumbles, there's so much compassion. They, you know, God, God's good, he forgives you. Come on, step back up. Walk with the Lord. And it's beautiful. I thank God for his resurrection power that happens even to us who slip and stumble every now and then. And his forgiveness. He's faithful and just to forgive you every single time when we confess our sins. But when you've been given a ministry and an anointing to bring it to others, and you allow the world to corrupt you where you begin to allow the spiritual anointing that God has given you to minister his gospel, to be used for the things of this world. Now it's like you are, you are a, a corrupted vessel. 
And instead of people giving God glory for the life that you're living, they will remember that stain that you put upon the mark of Christ on your life. And it's very difficult for them to receive from your ministry anymore. What does it do? It disqualifies you. You know, well, I know, I thank God I'm free. I thank God, you know, I'm forgiven. Yes, but when you keep on falling into these temptations because you're not heaven-minded, how can I trust you to pray heaven down upon my life when you cannot walk holy before your God or walk righteous for the work of the Lord? Thank God he's not done with us yet, amen. Thank God he's working. There's some people, I want to be that great minister. I want to be that great preacher. Work on being that great man. Work on, the, on, on chasing after the, 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 the crown of righteousness. Work on those things that nobody sees. So that when God lifts you up, everything that comes out of your life is giving him glory. I want to tell you, you know, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. I'm telling you, there's been a lot of love given to me. <laughs> Amen. And so here, the apostle Paul was calling it the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. The, it, it, the fight is good. It's not a bad fight. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I'm fighting for the souls of man. I'm fighting for the preaching of the gospel. I'm fighting to live my life for the Lord and fulfill my service unto God. That's my mission. So I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I believe that God has a call over my life. I believe in what he's spoken to me in the midnight hour and told me about what he has planned for my life. I believe in his anointing that he's put upon my life to minister to those that are hurting and those that are lost. I, lost. I believe that God is working something great in me. Amen. Hit your neighbor and say, God's working something great in you. Because not everybody's going to believe in you. But you got to believe in what God is doing in you. Not everybody's going to see the prophet or the, the preacher or the, the woman of God or the man of God. But when you look in the mirror, you have to see that woman of God serving the Lord. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. <laughs> say, I'm anointed. Again, I'm anointed. That means God's power upon you to get the job done. Amen. And so that's the fight of faith. You have to fight to, to see that purpose and that plan that God has for your life come to pass. Amen. That's your mission. And so we got to stay free from the snares. There are snares. And, and I'm just going to talk about three snares because these are, the, the, these are things that will, that will keep you from fulfilling the plan and purpose of God and living a strong, a strong life for God all the way through to the end when Jesus comes back for you. Amen. Amen. How many of you are looking forward to the return of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling you, that, you know, I can't wait for the Lord to come. I mean, there are times I hear some, some, some things going on. I'm like, oh, Jesus, come tomorrow. Come tomorrow, Lord. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I've, 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 I've saw something or heard something, and I'm, I, I look up and I said, God, how much more? 
How much more? But I learned something. That's why we're here. To change those things that are of darkness into light. To heal and to set free and restore. None of us should be looking to heaven to escape. We should be looking to heaven to receive our reward. Amen. If you're going through a bunch of stuff right now, like, God, I can't stand my life. Come for me tomorrow. You're not ready for heaven. Heaven doesn't allow bitter people. Don't quote me on that. But you're not ready for heaven if you're just trying to escape this world as far as like you're tired of troubles and, and problems. You're just not living life right. You're not pursuing the crown of righteous. When you pursue the crown of righteous, it doesn't, care, it doesn't matter what comes to you. I mean, there are people that try to say stuff to hurt my feelings. That doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm not alive. I'm dead. I'm a, the one living inside me is Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. Ke, you're trying to hurt Kevin's feelings? Kevin's feelings don't get hurt. Amen. I have to respond to the anointing of God. Amen. And so we have to, we have to escape these snares. And let me give you three snares that, and the, of course there's more, and you could, you could write more if you want. But the first snare is the, the snare of offense. The snare of offense. Where people offend you. They offend you in every area. They offend you by doing things that you didn't expect them to do, saying things they didn't expect them to say, uh, you know, uh, meddling behind your back. I mean, there's all sorts of offenses. Even, I, mean, I mean, you wake up and you, you're just walking down, I mean, you're driving down the street and somebody just driving their car, not even knowing who you are, can offend you. Amen. How easily are we? And you have to understand, you can't be offended because we are pursuing the crown of righteousness. Amen. And uh, one thing, uh, that's why you have to forgive quickly. Forgive quickly because offense begins to eat in your soul. And when you are offended by someone, it's very hard for you to receive from that person. And so there are a lot of people that, you know, I don't go to that church because that pastor offended me. Why did he offend me? He didn't wish me happy birthday on my, on my birthday. Or uh, he offends me. How did, how did they offend you? Well, they sat in my, they sat in my sheet, in my, my seat. And, and, and that seat, I've been, I've been there for the past 30-something years. It's so much of my seat that it even has my butt impression in it. And that's why it has to be my seat because I'm so comfortable. I'm offended. I'm not going back to the church. Or they, 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 I'm not going to that church. Why? They play the music too loud, too loud, too loud. Look, bring earmuffs. I'm offended at this. I'm offended at that. Did you see what pastor's wife was wearing? Bring it on. <laughs> I'm offended. Pastor wasn't wearing a tie today. I'm offended. I mean, there's so much offense. I'm offended, you know, I'm offended because my, my brother said something or my, my mother said something or, or my, my boss said something. You're supposed to be pursuing the crown of righteousness. 
Don't allow the snare, the trap of offense to keep you from receiving your crown. Amen. How many of you want to receive your crown of righteousness? So, so you have to forgive quickly. Amen. Hit your neighbor and say, forgive quickly. Now ask them to forgive you for hitting you. Amen. Uh, another snare, another snare is a snare of false doctrine. A snare of false doctrine. And, you know, the Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. There are a lot of people that, you know, they come into this church and they'll say, well, I just don't believe that. Well, you know, that's fine. There's many churches that, that worship different ways. You know, we got, the, we got the majors right. Salvation through Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Hallelujah. And, uh, but there are different doctors that come that haven't been tested and tried. And uh, that's why we're supposed to judge everything by the spirit of God. Amen. And there are some people, the Bible says that in the last days, how many of y'all believe you're in the last days? How many believe that Jesus is coming quickly? He's coming quickly. And in the last days, there's going to be every wind of doctrine. Listen, everybody has a pulpit now. It's called their phone. And there are people that are promoting so many, so much rubbish out there. My recommendation is listen to the Holy Ghost. Don't override the voice of the Spirit because the voice of the Spirit will tell you, don't listen to that because you have to understand, they, if someone cooked something beautiful for you, how many of y'all like donuts? If you don't like donuts, say you like donuts. And say they gave you the best, your favorite donut. I mean, it had chocolate that was made in heaven. And it was the most gorgeous donut. And they gave it to you, and you're so excited. I can't wait to eat it. But, but, but someone told you somewhere in the donut is just a little bit, a little bit of dog poop. Just a little bit. You don't know if it's in the first bite, the second bite, the third bite. Will you eat the donut? Then why are we doing that with, with, with doctrines that are false? When the Holy Spirit said, don't listen to that. If you were to partake of false doctrines, when the Holy Spirit told you stay away from that, then you are compromising yourself. You are partaking of, of, of this, this word that is going to weaken your faith and it's going to become, become a snare of your life. And what does the word of God says? You'll become shipwrecked. Amen. None of us want to get on a boat that we know at the end of it, it's going to be shipwrecked. Amen. None of you get on a, on a plane that you know it's going to crash. Amen. That's why it's so important that you don't get around false doctrine. And you might say, well, pastor, how do I know it's, it, it's not false? Follow the Holy Ghost. Well, how do I know that the Holy Spirit's telling me? Well, that's another problem. That's where you spend time with God. And Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not listen to. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, give God praise. Amen. And, you know, 
the, the, third, the third snare is compromise. The third snare is compromise. Where God told you to do something, you end up doing, you end up doing it halfway or not the way God told you to do it. You know, there's a, there's a story in the Bible about a prophet that went with the word of the Lord for a king. And God told the, the prophet, don't go into that. Don't stay in that land. Do what I tell you to do. Go minister to that king. But then leave. Leave because that land is corrupted. And so he went in there and he did everything God told him to do. And there was another prophet that was in that land that heard that this young prophet showed up. And he had already been corrupted by the wealth of the king and the, all the things of the world. But he saw how God was using this young prophet and he wanted to be close to this young prophet because you could just imagine how this old prophet remembered that he used to hear the voice of the Lord and follow God's ways and now he sees someone that's in the purity of his relationship with God, serving God, and he just wants to be around that, that, that person that has what he once had. And so he, went, he reached out to them, and, and the, the young prophet said, no, I can't go to your house. I can't, I can't eat with you. God told me not to eat anything, not to stay here, just to do the work and leave. But the old prophet told him, he said, listen, uh, an angel came, and he told me that you should come and dine in my house. So the young prophet thought, well, I guess it was God. And he followed into the house, ate there. The man said, why don't you stay the night? The young prophet said, no, I have to go. God told me to leave. And when he left on the side of the road, a lion attacked him and he died. What happened? He was corrupted. He compromised what God called him to do. And you might think it's just a little bit of compromise here, a little compromise there. You know, it's just a little bit of receiving glory to myself that belongs to God. It's just a little bit of taking a little bit of money here that God told me to give over there. It's just a little, you know, flirting with someone that's not my wife. It comes in all sorts of ways. But what will keep you back from receiving the crown of righteousness is when you start being corrupted. You know, the, the Bible says it, it's the... There's a scripture that says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's not always the big thing. It's the little thing that leads to the big thing. Amen. And you have to understand something. The anointing is, is, is sexy. When Jesus is upon you, you could be an old, ugly thing, but everybody sees you and they're like, I love this person so much. Because they don't see you, they see Jesus. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And that's why you guard yourself and recognize, is this person acting because they're giving glory to God? Or is it, is it something that, that could lead to another place if I entertain these thoughts? I, I love about my Bible school. They said, don't touch the gold. Don't touch the glory. And don't touch the girls. That was part of the teaching. <laughs> and in the world, it could be other things as well, but you have to keep yourself. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, keep yourself. You have to keep yourself. And, you know, it should, you shouldn't have a 
a compromising attitude. I'm saved, Pastor, but can I still do this? I'm saved, Pastor, but can I still live this way? I'm saved, Pastor, but would God allow this? Is it light or darkness? I'm not the judge of sin or I'm not, not going to be telling you, don't do this, don't do that. Let the word speak for itself. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. And so that's why you are pursuing righteousness and not allowing your life to be compromised. Amen. And the things that are, are darkness in your life, make them your enemy. Make them the war. That's why the Bible calls it the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because you're going to win if you fight. But if you don't fight, you'll never win. Amen. That's why you have to fight. And part of that fight is fighting for your own faith. If you recognize that there's an area that you compromise, an area that, that, is, that is broken fellowship with God, get rid of it. Amen. I know, but, and not everything is sin. It can become an idol. A TV show, a celebrity, a sports team. If you find yourself worshiping those things, it's time to change your God and come back to Jesus. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, don't compromise. Second Timothy chapter 2. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I thank God for all the chocolate this past week because of Valentine's. But Valentine's can't be every day we're loaded up with chocolate. <laughs> it's good, but don't compromise on those things because then you won't be able to get up from the couch. I'll go to the nations. You can't even go across the yard. <laughs> Time to lose weight. Time to get healthy. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 says, Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteousness, li righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Amen. You know, there's an old saying, you are who your friends are. Amen. And you know, the scripture is real clear. You know, run away from these youthful lusts. Because you have to understand, your, your, your body, your brain, and your desires are all wired on steroids. And whatever you pursue, it's going to you know, it's going to overtake you because you haven't learned self-control yet. You haven't grown in that area of discipline of your own self. You haven't put your body under and made your body a slave to yourself. Instead, we end up serving our body instead of our body serving us. And so the Bible says, you know, we have to run away from anything that stimulates youthful lust. So if there's a, a, a TV show that, that causes you to, to, to desire uh, fornication, change it. If there is a show that, that causes you to change your speech and now you're cursing more because all they do is curse, change it. If it's something that, that, that you know is heading and leading in another direction, 
You have to get rid of it. A friend that always wants you to go and live the old life, you got to change those friends. You got to lose their number. Amen. It, you know, some people say, you know, well, I was doing so good, but I slipped and I stumbled. Well, who are you hanging around? Who are you hanging around? Have you been hanging around the people and your friends and your brothers in Christ Jesus? Who are you hanging around? Well, it's an old friend from high school. Bring him to church. Well, he doesn't want to go to church. Well, then he doesn't want to change. But he will definitely want to change you back to the old person. Amen? So it says pursue righteousness. When I met Veronica, I wrote letters to her. I thought about her. I just wanted to talk to her. She used to work a job where she would get uh, off the work late and she would have a whole ritual of going to Whataburger. And she, would, she worked at, a, at, a, at a, a video rental place. And so she would, she would get the, the hamburger and she would come back with two scary movies. She loved scary movies back then. She's been set free, okay? Don't judge her. Don't judge her. <laughs> So she would get two scary movies, she would have her Whataburger, and then she would call me around 12.30, and she would want me to stay on the phone with her, even though we weren't talking, because if she got scared, she wanted to be with somebody. <laughs> but because I was pursuing her, because everything I was thinking was about her, I couldn't wait just to, be, to fall asleep on the phone hearing her munch on a Whataburger. <laughs> I chased after her. The Bible says we're supposed to run away from useful lust and we're supposed to pursue righteousness. And it's not just a pursuing righteousness for yourself, but it's also pursuing righteousness for someone else who may be struggling in an area and you could be a strength for them. Amen. And as we do these things, you're gonna see that the purpose and the plan of God it's going to be so real in your life. You're going to run strong for the Lord because God has put this firm foundation of the ways that you should go and the ways you should live so that at the end of your race, you will receive the victor's crown, the crown of righteousness. The Lord will place it upon your head, and then you'll be able to go before Jesus Christ and give him the glory for your life. Amen. And what I love about it is not just going to be you alone. Everyone that you brought to heaven with you will be there as well. And they will all receive a crown for the works that they have done for the Lord. And all of you will be able to give God the glory. Amen. You all receive that word today? Come on, give God praise. Amen.